Right, well, welcome everyone. I hope you're all doing well and having an awesome day wherever you might be. Welcome to episode two of Epic Cash Twitter Spaces. Thank you all for joining on. For those that weren't on the call last week, I'm your host, Jam. Hopefully we'll get to hear a little bit of an introduction from any newcomers that we have on the show today. Of course, Uncle V's on the show, and I'm, I'm sure we're all aware of who Uncle V is, but it will still be great to hear from you today, Uncle V. That'll be, that'll be fantastic. So thanks for joining on. The topic and question we'll be discussing today on, uh, on the episode is, what will the worldwide impact of Epic Cash look like in five years? So as a reminder, today's episode will be recorded. So if you're uncomfortable with speaking, I would suggest to stay muted for the session. And before we get into today's topic, on episode one, the community provided some valuable feedback on wanting to go over the latest Epic Cash news and updates for the week. So that's what we'll start with today. So I think most importantly is for all of us, and I'm sure I speak for all of the community, is to wish Jim, Lydia's husband, all the best in your recovery. And we hope you become well again as soon as possible. So again, I'm sure a lot of us across the community have repeated this, but we really are sincere. All the best to you, Jim. And, you know, we hope you get well as soon as possible. So a quick price action update. This week, the price of Epic and oh, sorry, the price of Epic on Vitex and Bitmart, until yesterday, of course, was traded for mostly between seventy and eighty cents. Now, I've been dollar cost averaging at these levels because the price of Epic at the moment is an absolute bargain, of course. Now, I hope you have all too been dollar cost averaging because I think at some points in the near future we'll be looking back at these times and be absolutely amazed at today's prices. So that does conveniently bring me on to Bitmart um, and I'm sure that mostly everyone on the call now will be aware that Epic Cash as of yesterday has now been delisted from the centralized exchange. One of the reasons behind this is supposedly Epic Cash had failed to meet Bitmart's volume requirements. And so we're going to be required to pay market maker fees of approximately a minimum of 3K per month or be delisted. So obviously, as a project, it was decided that Epic Cash should be removed from the exchange. And to make it absolutely clear, it was the decision of Epic Cash to be removed from Bitmart and not the other way around. I think it would be kind to say that since the beginning of the relationship, the exchange has been a little shady and untrustworthy. However, I'm certain that others here today on the call and others listening to this on repeat may describe the relationship slightly differently. So... I'd like to hear what people's thoughts are on this and whether we think that the removal of Epic Cash from Bitsmarts is actually a positive outcome for the project. So what I'm going to do, I'm just going to add all of you as a speaker. And if you would like to speak on this topic, it would be great to hear your thoughts. So feel free for whoever who is, is already a speaker to unmute yourself and it'll be great to hear your thoughts.
Greetings. This is Uncle V. How are you, Jan? Very well, thank you, Uncle V. Good to hear from you. Good, good. Well, uh, let me just uh, just add a little bit of color to that. It's more than $3,000 a month. The market maker requires to be topped off each month. Initially, they required 30,000 EPIC and 30,000 USDT. That was what we did our community raise for. Now, the way this market making or wash trading works is basically this, this market maker bot is just trading with itself so that it is supposed to tighten the spread. Now, every time it does, it shaves off a little bit of the gold, little bit, little bit, little bit, little bit. So as it goes on, everyone needs to understand this is another way that these centralized exchanges, by, de by demanding by demanding that you have a market maker in place, it's another way for them to generate income. So what we looked at, first of all, when we listed, they were just absolutely horrible partners. They never delivered on any of their marketing promises. Um, uh, we always felt, and, you know, uh, shout out to all the redheaded ch stepchild out there. I love you. But we felt like a redheaded stepchild with them. And uh, uh, we knew, Max knew, he was like, you know what? Okay, I'll never forget the conversation. He's like, if this is what the community wants, this is what the community gets. And, you know, I, I won't stand in the way, but ultimately I'm going to be proven right, which is being on a centralized exchange uh, is not a good thing necessarily. Um, it is has proven to not be a game changer for us. As a matter of that fact, I can't remember what the price was when we listed. I think maybe a buck 30, maybe more, maybe a buck 70. I can't remember, but it has gone nothing but down ever since. And I think uh, BitMart has, has always traded below the Vite exchange. So what we thought would be accompanied with strong marketing, which would be accompanied by a user base of 8 million people, you know, I call bullshit on all of that. And now I am way smarter because I know that when I look at any asset and what it's trading on these exchanges, I know that 90% of it is just absolute uh, 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 trash trading. It's just market making. So I would rather markets speak for themselves. And I know that uh, we have uh, Izzy on the line. And Izzy, I would love for you to come off mute. And if you had a really nice post about the power of, of, of you know, uh, the market setting the price, not a market maker. So if you're available to come off and also uh, El McMurphy, I see you there. I know that you've been managing the money with uh, BitMart and maybe you could confirm that I have that right, that it's more than the 3000 K. Uh, it is all about the 30,000 Epic and the 30,000 USDT that will need to be topped off uh, each month. So uh, if nobody comes off, uh, then I'm happy to keep talking, but uh, I'll give it back to you.
Elmick Murphy, did you want to go next? Um, you're you're kind of closer to a, a direct relationship with the market makers and what what can what we can or should say. Or I can say my piece. Uh, Your piece, Izzy. Yeah, McMurphy might just might be uh, listening in, and um, but you know uh, he's he's essentially our. In, you know we don't have official titles like CEO, CFO, and whatnot. Um, so, oh, sorry. Um, never mind, Bianca. Sorry, I was uh, <laughs> doing some other things here. Um, but yeah, and so so, but uh, El McMurphy's very. Uh, uh, he's he's experienced in these things and um has done a lot of good work for us so kudos to el mcmurphy and oh did you want to go yeah hey man hear me hey el mcmurphy was on mute uh i kept talking for a minute i guess no one heard (laughs) (laughs) nobody heard start over (laughs) yeah uh, no, I just wanted to respond, say hi to everyone and respond uh, quickly to what Uncle V said uh, w- uh, with regards to the market making and the BitMart uh, negotiations. Uh, he's correct. Initially, we were asked uh, $50,000 worth of USDT and 50K worth of Epic, and that was reduced to 30K. But uh, last minute before the listing, uh, they decided to you know, demand $3,000 a month through a market maker and uh, to meet their requirements. So basically that was it. And in the event that either the USDT or the Epic uh, balance went low, we had to reload. So yeah, it wasn't a good deal. No. And, and, and El McMurphy, can you educate us what, what a market maker does and how that works? Yeah, it's basically a bot that uh, posts, asks, and bids, and fills them to meet certain requirements that BitMart has, such as trading volume and liquidity at certain levels, in a nutshell. Okay. So is it fair to say that everything that we see on these centralized exchanges, the trading volume that we're seeing is inflated beyond uh beyond yeah it would be i mean i i wouldn't know how to begin to determine what percentage but i mean we could be talking anywhere from if only five percent is organic or 20 or 40 who knows you know yeah well speaking of but it's pretty low i I would bet that it's really really low i think five to ten percent of volume Max, Max. <laughs> um, uh, Izzy, speaking yeah. of organic, you, you had a nice post in Telegram. Um, maybe you can just kind of give your philosophy on uh, organic trading versus market making trading. Sure, happy to. Um, been in uh, probably hundreds of exchanges since 2013. Um, wow. And uh, yeah, uh, and, you know, <laughs> I, I get pinged from these listeners and I see people say, you know, oh, this big exchange. And I'm like, I have never even been on this. I have not been on TXBit or OKX or um, I haven't even been on Kraken yet. Um, I have been on KuCoin. I love KuCoin. I think it's amazing. I saw BitMart as like a KuCoin light with their network ramps and their fiat uh, abilities. And but that's just not, the, you know, it just that's not, not the way it went. Um <laughs> 
so yeah, it was like 2017 when I when I first saw um, the the trades really fluidly executing by themselves, and it, it caused me a great deal of confusion because I was like, well, what's the actual bid? What's the actual ask?" Mm-hmm. And um, I saw comments from Yoga saying, "Hey, it's like we're getting a lot of downward price pressure here. What's going on, guys? It's like something doesn't look right." And that, that's that's kind of you know, and, and I was kind of like trying to track what yoga was saying. And I was like, yeah, but it, how can that be? Like if somebody really wants to come in and buy a chunk of Epic, they can do that. But the other thing that's happened is more consistently on a small project like, uh, like us. And this is the, the thing that Bitmark just, they don't care. They're like, our bottom line is, is all that matters. You're going to pay us. Shut, sh- shut up, give us yep. our money. Um, <laughs> and, and, and they just applied the same rubber stamp cookie cutter, uh, you know, rules to, to every little to every coin that comes on to comes onto their exchange, but mm-hmm. and, and what happens over the course of time is rather than having organic real bids and asks, you have this bot that's saying, "Oh, well, this is what a good bid or ask is." And and meanwhile, you have maybe you have these miners coming in and trying to, you know, sell their coins, and you're like, "Well, gee, if I want to sell them now, I, you know, I have to, I have to beat this bot or whatever," and it, it just totally screws everything up. So. Like my opinion, uh, in the past has been uh, SX is not not really a priority. I, I think it's cool. Like, yeah, I, I think we should be on a sex uh, a, a CEX. Sorry, that sounds weird. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we, we should be on a we, we should be on a centralized exchange um, as 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 a as an uh, access point for as a way for people to uh, engage and, and integrate with our ecosystem, um, but. But now I'm like, I, uh, seeing this firsthand and unfold like this, um, and, and we've done our due diligence. This is not the first centralized exchange we've been on, and none of them has, has that we have so- sought after has ended well. Even no. even Bitmart, which which seemed which has they they really do have good technology and they really do have good features, but they have a wow. Just I how how can I describe their business practice? Like not sustainable. Like how are they going to last? Like the, they last because, because um, you know, the are big enough to carry them, and and that's how that's happening. I would, like, I would describe it. I think this is a perfect word for them, brittle. What do you think? Yeah. Oh yeah, uh, I, they're, I mean, they're they're getting lots of revenues, um, <laughs> you know, um, and, and maybe maybe that raw cash power will be enough to sustain them. Um, <clears throat> and that's too bad because, but you know, like little, little guys just starting out sh- should be warned. Like this is like, and, and that's what crypto is. Like they're, they're missing the point. And so sustainably, right. sustainably, sustainably going on. I don't, I don't see how uh, they're, they've got a bad reputation and we are going to be the people who, who pick winners. It's, it's the, it's the miners. It's, it's the lay people who are just getting into crypto. It's it's not it's not going to be these corporate um, profiteering. Uh, you know, it, it's not going to be the, the the banks who are in, engaged with the Fed, and it's 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 not going to be uh, this this big club that uh, none of us are in of of the super rich controlling everybody. We're we're going to take some of that back. And, that's and, right. Yeah. So. Yeah, that's at the fundamental level. That's that's where Epic Cash is. Um, gosh, I wish we had more than six people on this call, but um, <laughs> that's okay. Well, that's, that's, uh, it's, it's Fourth of July weekend. 
let's that's my son's birthday today um so i'm I'm, I'm glad we're i'm thanks i'm glad we're keeping it so you know 40 minutes and i'm now i'm rambling on but but yeah you know my viewpoint you've seen my post on telegram um we 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 do not pursue centralized exchanges okay i'm speaking for myself i i would prefer not to pursue centralized exchanges i think it's great that we, we could have one and leave that door open. I'm not shutting any doors to centralized exchanges, but they can come to us and, and they can, and they can see the value in listing us. Yeah. This is yep. how it's going to happen from this point on. I, I assure you. I remember when we were at $6 and 85 cents before the retrace, we were in the top 500. And if, if the event didn't happen that we know uh, did, um, you know, I yeah. think we'd be tra- trading over 10 bucks right now easily, but it yeah. did. But once we break through, when we get into the top 500, top 400, top 300, we're going to start getting the attention of these centralized exchanges. And then it's them who comes to us to list us. And we are a layer one coin, not a token. So it's not the easy button to integrate Epic Cash into these centralized exchanges. Bitmart found that out. So, but but it will be a, a a real joy to be able to have. Imagine Binance coming and tapping us on the shoulder and saying, "Hey, we'd like to uh, work with your tech team to integrate Epic Cash." That then becomes their baby, and any market making or anything is going to be either organic or it's going to be on their dime. That's where I, I see this heading. What do you think? Gents, if you don't, like, it's a great discussion, but as, um, <clears throat> as the, the actual next update was um, the fact that the community voted on a maximum of up to 40 minutes each week, would you mind if we move this on? Let's just do slightly? it. Is that, is that okay with everyone? Absolutely. Okay, fantastic. Well, thanks, guys, for chiming in on that because that was really insightful. And I'm sure that everybody on the call and the people that are listening after on repeat will find that really valuable. So thank you for that. So I just um, see the... Oh, sorry. No, go on. Can I... Yeah, I'd like to introduce myself and add one last uh, thing to this Bitmark conversation. Um, so... My name is Levy Feldman, and um, I got into crypto like I think like end of 2020. Uh, you know, with the hype um, <laughs> about everything being decentralized and just I don't know random stuff that didn't turn out to be true. <laughs> but um, so I began trading cryptos on Coinbase, and like I learned all of technical analysis and. I was doing the whole, you know, the whole thing that everybody was doing. And honestly, I mean, now that I'm in Epic Cash and being in a crypto that has utility off mm-hmm. of the exchanges, you know, like it's supposed to be money and financial services for the masses, like not stuff that is useful on Coinbase or BitMart or anything like that. I would just rather see... I don't like BitMart, you know, I'd rather see the trading, mm-hmm. um, continue on VTEX. Yeah. Um, for the long future, like I'd like to see that, you know, stay the main exchange because these centralized exchanges, you know, I don't know, they ain't that special. They do like fractional reserve and 
Yeah. I don't know. You know, I don't like any of that stuff. So I like uh, Vtex. Amen. Um, <laughs> yeah. Well, thanks for introducing yourself. It's, it's great to meet you. Um, and I think um, I'm pretty sure we all share your same opinion, to be honest with you. I would happily stick with just Vtex moving forward. But um, I think that you guys summarized it well, that I think centralized exchanges will actually come to us when we start growing and growing and growing. So thanks, guys, for that, that great discussion. That was, really, that was really fantastic. So just the last piece of news from me was, was actually a, a piece of work that Black Tiger did. One of the Epic Cash developers who shared seven months of Vite Analytics in the main Telegram group. But just to summarize this, the number of hodlers on Vite has increased from approximately 1,800 to 2,600, so about a 40% increase. And the balance of trading wallets increased from 725,000 approximately to 1.16 million, so an increase of around 60%. So basically what we're seeing is, is more hodlers and more traders which, as I'm sure we all know, that in the long term, that actually means pos- that's good for price action. It's positive. Now, this data doesn't obviously include the amount of people that withdraw their Vite and all of their Epic from Vite into our private wallets, such as the GUI wallet. So the true increases are actually likely to be even more than the figures that uh, Black Tiger pulled together. So a big shout out to Black Tiger for sharing these valuable insights and these figures. They help to give us all some hard-based facts on the growth of Epic Cash. So, yeah, from me, yeah. some, and I'm sure from all of us, some really amazing work. So thank you for that. Yeah, I just want to jump in real quickly. It, it is a, an amazing statistic. We just have to keep in mind that it's number of wallets. So if I created uh, four wallets and decided to divide my holdings amongst them, that would also count amongst that number. So we got to be careful with how we interpret it. Yeah. Right. And I was definitely. Thinking, I enjoyed our, this. Our Sorry. <laughs> go ahead, go ahead, um, Kim. Sorry about that. That's, that's okay. No, I just wanted to, to say, because I know we wanted to keep it to 40 minutes, and I enjoyed hearing everybody's experience with uh, BitMart because I. I didn't, you know, jump into the middle of that one. I was, you know, I was new enough that I thought I'm just going to watch and watch as everything works its way through. And then that first experience I would be able to see. And I think that ties in really nicely with the worldwide impact that Epic Cash will have in five years. Everything that's been talked about today is part of that worldwide impact that we want to have. And I think that we will have because if we stay off the, the CEXs, until they come to us. If we stay off of all that, we are just as powerful off the CEX. It's not a big deal to move your money from one side to the other. And honestly, pulling the people that come on to Epic that are opening Byte wallets, that are opening GUI wallets that we're talking to, the stronger that base gets, the better we withstand anything else that happens. And we don't have sailors and, you know, we don't have Brian Sailor and we don't have the Amandas. We don't have those kind of whales pulling a lot of weight and being able to move needles that the whole point is we don't want uh, one person to be able to move. So I think that grassroots movement is the worldwide uh, impact of Epic, the, the, um, like the app that I'm creating. The, we have wallet workshops every Friday with the business networks. And 
you start with, you know, 10 people and then they start talking to their friends and it's just that small thing. And then we show them how to make the, the QR code for their business. Normal, everyday people understanding, I'm not telling them to invest. That's up to them. Mm -hmm. I'm telling them that this is great for their business, that this is something shiny they can offer their customers, that they can be, you know, the smartest kid on the block. This is marketing, it's advertising, and it's cheap. It's a, it's money saving and we'll happily show their clients how to make wallets. So kind of winding it into that whole community and then that that um, community that needs the privacy and the protection. This is the things they love about it. Nothing that, that we use Epic for or that we love about Epic right now demands a CEX. I can move my money back and forth anytime I want. Mm-hmm. Once we teach people how, and I think it's very important as I teach these business people, especially they need to have those bridges and especially in Canada, the bridges are different. Um, there's some exchanges that are better than others. So we, I've spent my countless grief <laughs> stricken hours going through them and finding out which <laughs> ones are good and which ones don't. That's where I think the worldwide impact, the worldwide impact of Epic comes. It comes from helping that Ukrainian soldier get his family over here. It comes from that underground network of people talking to people, talking to people, and talking to people. And then when we're ready or more than ready, we can say yes, we can say no if a CEX comes to us because it's it's a DAO, right? So that I think is a worldwide impact and it's already having a worldwide impact. I like the fact that there are no huge whales that can tank it. That, um, whatever whales we think we have, we don't have a Brian Sailor on our back, kind of tanking the whole, the whole reputation and the whole foundation of what we're doing. So yeah, that was my two cents. Anyway, I think this was very relevant to the worldwide impact of Epic. I think it's going to have an impact simply because it is for people, and we're showing them how to use it, and we're showing them they don't have to get any kind of dangerously close to any kind of, you know, regulations and all kinds of weird things that can happen in weird parts of the country and they can do it legally and they can, you know, but they can also get money where they need it, when they need it. I can send money to Brazil. I don't have to go through currency wise and wait three days and pay huge fees. So it's, it's very practical. So that was my two cents. Thanks for joining on Kim. It's nice to hear from you. I hope you're, I hope you're doing well. Um, I am. Thank you. <laughs> that's great. Uh, Uncle V, just to just to let you know, I I just had to. Uh, I think you've just unmuted yourself now, but I think there was a little bit of background noise, so I, I just muted you. I hope you didn't mind that I did that. No, the background noise is a nasty Florida storm coming in, so I apologize. Oh, okay, I see. Oh, that sounds terrible. Yeah, and it, it's. <laughs> by the way, I think there's a couple of people out here who don't know. I'm still trying to figure out why, um, why uh, this link doesn't work in my regular Bad Wolf account, and I have to use my investment twitter account so one day i'll get it to work (laughs) (laughs) Uh, yeah no worries okay okay well i think um i think we've covered the latest news and updates obviously the biggest news was was of course bitmart in terms of solely epic cash but i think it's a good time now for us to move on to today's topic and kim has mentioned it already and that is for this episode what will the worldwide impact impact of epic cash look like in five years and i know this is a quite a broad topic to cover in the short amount of time that we've got so i think it's best for us to try and break this down as best we can into a few different topic segments that we can discuss and i actually thought that a good starting point for us might be to talk about the people that need epic cash the most like for example the residents and citizens of countries like venezuela and Argentina, Zimbabwe, Turkey, 
you'll notice that a lot of these countries share similarities in the fact that their currency's inflation rates are soaring and residents and citizens of these countries are losing their purchasing power and therefore their trust in their own governments. So the question I wanted to put out is, where do we think that Epic Cash will be adopted the most in five years? And, and where do you want to see adoption happen the most? Hmm. So can I, can I stray from that a little bit? Because I give, gave this a lot of thought today. Um, Absolutely. Go for it. Uh, backing into a corner of, you know, where would you like adoption kind of doesn't fit what I prepared. So if you don't mind, (laughs) what what I I would like to do is this is going to be a little bit of an infomercial for a book called Tragedy and Hope by Carol Quigley. Gosh, there was a big lightning bolt. Uh, Tragedy and Hope by Carol Quigley. Everyone, please, please, please become familiar with this. It's it's the ultimate insider admission of a secret global elite that impacted uh, impacted nearly every historical event ever. I mean, in the last uh, 150 years at least, um, it details how the uh, Anglo-American banking elite were able to secretly establish and maintain global power to this day. Now, it is a very heavy read. I mean, it's probably five pounds. You do not want to read it. But I'm going to give you a little, little inside info here that Max gave me. There is a condensed version called Tragedy and Hope 101 by Joseph Plummer. If you are like me and like to consume uh, uh, books or podcasts or whatever while you're doing something else, I really highly recommend that like I like Audible and on Audible books, I'm right in the middle of this book now. I downloaded um, Tragedy and Hope 101. I have learned more in the last week just listening to this than, you know, I, I, I majored in finance. What I realized is I don't know anything about the global elite and, the, and how they did it. But this book unpacks it because Carol Quigley was given insider access because these Druid Babylonian bastards running the show, they wanted to document it. They didn't know, though, once he published it, they did an oops, and they retracted everything. They, got, they bought all the books back. It's very hard to get. But here is, here is the solution, because these guys, their lifeblood is the money system. They, they create it. They loan it. They uh, get interest off of it. Um, this it, So the only way that we as a people can take this world back is to stop using their money. So that's where when you when you ask me, when I think about where is this world going in five years, I say enter epic cash. I think that. Our future is going to be good versus evil, centralization versus decentralization. The Goliath BTC is absolutely compromised. It's the bankster's bitch now. And I submit that within five to 10 years, the Epic East ecosystem will be the world's David. 
David and Goliath. And I think we all know how that story ends. I believe I have so much conviction that we are going to be the replacement of the banksters money. Okay. I'm done. Well said. Well said. Thank you. Um, Uncle V, I totally agree with you. Um, and I think I like to simplify that. I'm, I made a whole video actually on a little bit, a little documentary on what you just said. You know, the history of money, how it mm-hmm. kind of got hijacked by the banksters, um, yep. and how Epic Cash is the solution to that. Oh, I um, want to see that video. Oh yeah, I'll uh, I'll send it to the chat um, afterwards. Um, but um, I want to simplify that a little bit. Um, to the impact that Epic Cash can have on the world um, from a different perspective. So I don't know if you guys heard the um, Mark Cuban interview with Max Freeman um, that he yep. gave us the preview of. But um, yep. I remember on the last five minutes of that, Mark Cuban was like, you know, the crypto world needs something special. You know, it, it can't just have another NFT or, I don't know, Venmo, or I don't know, anything, all that random stuff. <laughs> um, which, you know, it's hard to list a utility, a real utility. It's hard to just mm-hmm. say. And it's even harder to actually come up with the idea and put it into action. Um, and what I like to think Epic Utility is, is banking the unbanked. I mean, there's like 1.7 billion people just don't have access to a bank. And what greater utility is there than providing them with financial services? Like Mm -hmm. that, 2 billion people. (laughs) And um, I think the impact that will have on the world is crazy. I mean, especially because Epic Cash can be mined, you know, through gaming computers um, and hopefully soon a smartphone. I mean, I think it will be kind of like the gold rush. Like, pe- mm. like, just like people are able to mine gold, you know, people will be able to mine Epic, like 2 billion gaming computers or something, and just billions of smartphones, just mining Epic, mining a new store of value. And I think that will um, just flood the world with some new um, solid money, um, the best kind of money, the superior money. And I think new economies will start, like, popping up all over the world. I mean, I can't pinpoint an exact place where, you know, it will have a big impact. But it's accessible to anybody with a smartphone. So this this financial uh, service ecosystem, essentially, decentralized financial service ecosystem. And so, I mean, I can't even imagine the impact that that will have. I, I also, you know, the longer that I've been into crypto, the more I'm like, I don't know. I can't really like predict when anything is going to happen. I don't know when or how long it will take. But um but I know that you know, if Epic Cash stays on its path and keeps improving its technology and releases these um pieces that will be crucial to our ecosystem like E1, USD, ECR, like things like that. Um, I mean, at that point, when those things are released, 
it will be a matter of time before people just pick this up and use it because there is nothing out there that provides this utility. There are 2 billion people who don't have access to a bank and there is no fix to that. Um, but Epicash is working to fix that. And so that utility is just monstrous. I mean, just some mm -hmm. crazy stuff we've never seen before. And so, yeah, I think the impact of Epicash, I don't know if it'll be five years, 10 years, maybe it'll be two years. When, when it'll start lifting off hope, you know, sooner the better. I like that. Um, but I just know that, yeah, I think it's going to be crazy. And I'm I'm happy to be here. It's really cool. Um, so, yeah, that's what I have to say. Great feedback. And I love that, too. And I think that you're right. It's going to be the, you know, the bank for the unbankable. And I also see that it's going to level the playing field in business. That's really what I see is because even in, in whatever countries around the world we want to start looking at, and right here in North America, there are so many people that are weighed down by all of the infrastructure and, and the money it costs us to have infrastructure. Even if we think it's not a lot, it's a lot when you realize how many things you have to have from credit cards to, you know, to Stripe fees, to Visa fees, to PayPal fees, to um, mm -hmm. having apps that can show all this, that can process all this, that can protect people. The infrastructure that you need, you can cut through all of that with any customer that would like to and get your stuff out there so much more quickly. And if we can start, especially going across borders, just when you're ordering things, if I can transfer money, uh, from a Vite wallet to a Vite wallet, holy crap, it saves so much money when I have to, say, take my money and then turn it into, you know, pennies, no matter what I'm doing. Most currencies, if you're talking to the UK or uh, or the US, whatever it is, I have to then create, I have to turn it into US cash, and then I have to get it across the border, and either I'm using my credit card or I'm using some other form. It all costs money, and then maybe when I get it to the other side, that business on the other side wants to use it to buy something from Australia or Brazil. So that they have mm. to trade that currency into another currency. They have to exchange it. And we can just cut through all of that crap and just, it's mm -hmm. from here, here, put it into whatever currency you want, investment, um, purchasing, whatever. And, and I think we just, well, we also piss off a lot of really high level institutions, which is why you guys all know that I harp at security. We are going to be a target and they're going to target the, the easy people and that's the people we have to protect. Otherwise, it's not going to work. But if we protect them so that we can keep the bad guys out, I think it's going to level the playing field for so many of the problems we have today. People need many things, but what they mostly need is just the ability to do their own thing in their own way and not be stopped and hampered by all of, like you said, all of the things that, uh, that the institutions and the powers that be and the status quo put in their way. If mm -hmm. we take those out, they are quite capable. Most of these people are beating the odds in so many ways on their own. Of course, we still need to support. There's also kind of racial injustice and um, uh, all kinds of injustice. But give them the power to get themselves on their own feet, to get themselves. We need to rock the status quo. You need to get these people higher up in those echelons of power, higher up into you know, where they're trading, where they're buying goods overseas, where they are on the stock market, where they're share votes and things like that start to make a difference and that's when we tip the scales and people can do tons of that on their own if we just get them on their way and i think this will be a great way to do that can i just well, say shout out shout out oh. shout out to all the good work you're doing i mean i see it'll it, it just it's really good stuff in there and thank you for for uh really leading the initiative of security 
Oh, thank you very much. I'm. I hope. I hope it kind of makes a, a difference. It'll take a while for people it to does. catch on that it's not it, a huge amount of time, but it's so important. Mm -hmm. Oh, it, it's wonderful. It's professional, well done. It's just phenomenal to see. Um, uh, yeah, second what Uncle V said, and what a perfect addition addition to uh, all the all the talent like Spencer, it's like Spencer level quality, right? You're right. <laughs> and then, mm. you know, I don't want to compare and contrast uh, or pick favorites or anything like that. But I mean, thank, thank, thank goodness for, for newcomers, like what you're doing and, and, and all, all across the community. Uh, there's lots of good things going on. Isn't it amazing, Izzy? Just, I mean, you and I have been around for a little while, um, but it's just amazing to see the onboarding of, of, new talent that's just popping up from everywhere. And you can tell that these are people who have been kind of maybe lurking, watching, and then it's really cool to see when they surface and they start engaging and they start contributing. Um, it, it, it's, it, this next year is going to be so amazing, I think. And we could thank um, Donna, Mother Trucker, for creating yeah. a channel. And then sending me notes and saying, I made you channel, I made you channel, I made you channel. <laughs> and, and getting that getting that started and then me going, Oh my God, okay, so it's there. And you know, then you can thing with it and it's fantastic. And if it helps, Spencer and I are working on, on some stuff together too. So hopefully what we're bringing you in the next month or two will be an option that will just help us kind of trans just jump over some fences in the meantime. We need to get everybody educated, but in the meantime, there's some new products coming that people can use that will just universally help them with things they can't possibly understand right now or maybe ever, but we don't want them to replace basic education. They need their basic security education. And then uh, we've got these new things coming that I, I think will be a huge help because man, if you're going to help bring um, level of playing field with people, you do not need them losing their money in on yeah. the way. That's a big thing. <laughs> and good on you. <laughs> Wow, so everyone on the call who just participated in that as well, I, I absolutely love how that question evolved into this like passion full of discussion and opinion and, and great insight all into one. So for all of those who just contributed to that, that was brilliant. So thank you ever so much for that. So I think as obviously we're coming up to the, the time period that was voted on, I just wanted to finish the discussion off with a little bit more of a fun question and a prediction that maybe we can all make. And that was that what market cap and what position on coinmarketcap.com do we all think Epic Cash will have in July 2027, i.e. five years from now? And also, where do we think the current top five in five years are going to be? Now, that excludes a stable coin, so forget Bitcoin and Ethereum and Cardano and XRP and BNB. Where, where do we think? What, what are people's thoughts? I think Epic Cash will be number one. Period. As far as the others, I think many will fade to black. They've seen their, their better days. And when the world, when the world meets Epic and understands it and embraces it, uh, then ancient technology will go the way of AOL and Microsoft Explorer and MySpace. May still be out there, 
uh, but they're going to be a distant memory. Yeah, I agree. I think if um, you never know what's going to happen in the future, but if this is marketed to the population at large, if, if people are picking up on this and realizing it's safe, they can, you know, they can send money to their kids. They can send money here. They can send money across borders for business and it's not going to disappear. It's, it's not some of the, you know, so many tokens, so many blockchains, so many, everything out there. If we're not that, if we are that choice that's been around, that's always been safe or always been as stable as possible. That's that we are what we are. And if those are the things that people realize, I think you're right. Yeah, I think in five years, I think it will be number one by far. I mean, you know, not no guarantees, um, no, you know, because nothing is guaranteed. But I, my personal opinion, I think it'll be number one by far because I already, I already look at Epic Cash, you know, and mm-hmm. and the Epic Cash wallet as like safer than a bank, you know. After learning, you know, the corrupt the corruptness of the financial system and how like literally, you know, it, it causes inflation by the federal reserve printing money. And, um, just, I don't know. It's just all these private corporations just making loads of money. I think, yeah, I think Epic cash is just does, you know, has so much use case has, has so much good impact that it can have on the world. And I am personally already treating it like safer than my chase bank account or whatever. And so, um, so yeah, I think in five years it'll be number one by far. That's my opinion. Absolutely. Yeah, I uh, also agree. I think uh, by then it should be number one, and the market cap should be uh, well over, you know, a few trillions uh, in that range. Um, and yeah, I mean, I wouldn't be in epic if i didn't think it had the potential to be the number one coin and you know i'm pretty sure we're gonna get there uh way before 2027 but that's a safe well, prediction El- for me el mcmurphy el mcmurphy i just want to share with others that uh, yeah. i met you through a different chat um yeah. on telegram we were both invited into this this room and um I, re- I learned that you were a professional trader, that that's how you made your, your living, and mm-hmm. was just absolutely astonished to see you as a professional trader go from a portfolio of many different coins, narrow and deep, into just investing in Epic Cash. And you were really, really a leader for me to watch and witness, and I saw your um, conviction. And that really led me, L. McMurphy, to me consolidating my 25 assets, crypto assets into just Epic Cash. So you were you were like my uh, big brother when it came to that. So thank you. Hey, uh, and I'll just chime in. Epic has what it takes to get there. A hundred percent. I, I've been I've been hopping around from one thing or another, over diverse, uh, uh, over distributed, over diversified across too many assets. I've definitely narrowed down, and and Epic is definitely at the top of the heap. I'm not I'm not a maximalist. Um, I it's just not my personality or whatever. But mm-hmm. Epic definitely, you know, at every turn, um, <clears throat> at, there's been something special about it. And at first, it was eye catching because of the technology. The way it mines, uh, the the way it re- rewards proof of, proof of work as the consensus algorithm. There's no pre mine. 
Um, <clears throat> this is just, you know, that was the on page one. And page two, uh, getting to know the developers, the founder, um, uh, so Max, and then talking to Yoga and, and knowing his experience and, you know, being kind of like a little bit earlier than I was to crypto. And then, you know, just realizing this path I'd been on of hopping from one thing to the next and just looking for, you know, just just rambunctiously moving. It, it's mm. I, I don't I, I still pay attention to what's happening in the world and technology. And it's, you know, because um, there's there's things that. And, and that's the thing. Like, I know Epic, I know people in the Epic community are paying attention to what's happening out there. And we are sort of the Borg of crypto. So, um, you know, mm-hmm. and, and no matter how much that changes at the core, we have our flagship um, money, you know, that store of value is Epic. <laughs> and mm-hmm. absolutely, uh, one thing after another, the people, the community, the technology, the, the connections that are being made, the partnerships, the, the, the eyebrows going, oh, yeah, that is a good idea. You know, no doubt in my mind, um, uh, ever. Yeah, we we are we are going to be number one, and I'm I'm in line with um, uh, uh, Enrique's comments that you know, yeah, it happens um, before five years. Yeah, close. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I want to say, guys, if this does happen, like if Epic Cash becomes number one. I mean, there's been plenty of Bitcoin conferences, <laughs> so I'm sure that in, you know, a bunch of years, there will be Epic Cash conferences. And I don't know, I just think we got to have like some sort of Epic Cash OG group or something. And then we got to like meet up at that conference because that and like just laugh about this because there's like there's like <laughs> eight people on this Twitter call and, you know, yeah, it yeah. really started from nothing. Yeah, I don't know. I just think it'd be, I don't know, it's funny. It's really funny. I know, well, we, I, we recorded, I, we'll be playing this back and just kind of laughing at it, you know, like, <laughs> our pondering. Well, like, I, I, yeah, I will I will share with anybody listening to this, even if tomorrow is the first day that you acquire your first Epic Cash coin, you will be considered an OG. You will be looked back upon uh, in the future as being a really crypto savvy individual, even if you have not yet bought your first coin. So I encourage everyone, please go to t.me forward slash Epic cash. And that's where that's, that's, that's the landing spot to the welcoming. That's the lobby. And we'll help you. Well, if you, if, if you have any questions on how to acquire it, that's the great thing about this community is we rally together and we support new people we uh, embrace new people, and the o- only thing that we have to agree to are the attributes that make up Epic Cash. That's it. Everything else that people are fighting over in the world, it just goes off our back like 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 water off a duck's back. And so, uh, couldn't be more encouraged. Okay, so I'll I'll round this off with my prediction. And um, this may be a little bit of a less popular opinion, actually, but I think it's going to take us a little bit longer. I still think Bitcoin and Ethereum are going to be above Epic Cash in five years. But I do think that because I think the migration and the understanding of Epic Cash is going to take us a little bit longer. And for that reason, I think in 10 years, I think I couldn't be any more confident that we're going to be number one. I just think that that migration is going to take us a little bit longer. But 
by all means, if it takes us five years, three years, bring it on. I, I share all of your passion. <laughs> I can't wait. But um, yeah. Hey, I do think... me do me a favor. Do me a favor. Sure. I want you to come back. Me that after Max drops the DNA of Bitcoin podcast, and you hear the brightest minds in the few, in in the world talking to Max about Bitcoin. After you listen to those 12 episodes, I want you to make it a point to come back here and we'll have a Twitter space to discuss it. And I want you to give a new prediction because I think you're going, after you listen to all of those, you're going to recognize these guys are not wearing clothes. They don't know anything. Max is talking circles around them. They are not visionaries. Their day has come and gone. That's what I look forward to. Bring, yeah, bring Your... it on, Uncle V. And I hope I'm wrong. I really do hope I'm wrong. Uh, bring it on. And I uh, can't wait to listen to those podcasts as well. Yes. I, I think that a lot of the <clears throat> practices surrounding a lot of projects, that will, I mean, cause a lot of, a lot of harm overall, but it'll help true organic resilient projects come on top so mm. that will accelerate that uh, flipping if you will yes right guys i know that we've gone overboard and i want to respect the community's decision on the vote so if, if people are frustrated that this has gone overboard i do apologize but i would say that it's been a fantastic discussion today and it's been very difficult for me to say oh let's stop it there because it's been such a great discussion so if you are annoyed, then I'm slightly sorry, but not sorry at the same time. I've heard it for an hour, so hey, you know. <laughs> you, you have a different, a different level of sensitivity than I. I'm, I'm, my, my thinking is, if you don't like it, stop listening at 40 minutes and, uh, <laughs> and, and, and you'll be just fine. So... Um, so to just uh, have, you know, give everyone a reminder, of course, episode three will be the same time next week, 2 p.m. Eastern. I hope to see everyone that's listening now, either live or on repeat. I would love to have you all back. I'm sure as a community, we'd love to have you all back. The poll for the topic of episode three, I will either post that this afternoon or tomorrow morning, first thing, for everybody to vote on so we can discuss what everybody would like to prefer to talk about for next Saturday. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in today. I hope you all enjoyed it. I know I did. Uh, I hope you hey, all have Jan, a Jan, Jan, I'm going to interrupt you as of I course, want to yes. do. But uh, I would like to invite you this coming week before Friday, which is, uh, <laughs> Izzy knows so well, the, the, the wonderful uh, thing we call hernia surgery. Um, but before <laughs> Friday, if you're open and your, uh, your, your, you and your wife's schedule permits, uh, I'd like to schedule some time for you and have you come on the show and just introduce Twitter spaces and talk about what you're doing. Like you said, Uncle V, if the schedule permits, I'm all in. Absolutely. And I really appreciate the invite. That's fantastic. You bet. Well, just DM me and, and we'll go from there. Brilliant. Okay. Well, I hope everyone has a lovely weekend and I'll speak with you all again next week. So thanks, everyone. All, all right. right. Let's Cheers. keep it going. Let's get some more people on this call. Absolutely. All right. All right. Good night. Have a great weekend. Bye bye. Have a good one. Okay. Happy.
Happy Fourth in the Fear in the States. And all right, cheers. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>